Hello and thanks for joining us once again for the Inspire, Create and Shine podcast, where we discuss life, love, literature and the arts from a Christian perspective. This is your host, Melanie D from MelanieDTheAuthor.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. In one of my podcasts, um, I had mentioned a film briefly in passing. I, br- I briefly mentioned a film um, uh, in the course of discussing another topic. And this film is a beautiful love story um, that I'm going to talk a little bit about today. And I know it's fairly, um, it's still fairly new because it came out, I believe, 2020. I believe it was December 2020. Um, and at the time, I had been having conversations with with friends, associates, with family members, and we were talking about the subject of um, black love in cinema. And um, we talked about, you know, I did a general question to some of them, just general question to them. And I even did one on my Instagram page. And I asked, what is your favorite love story in film? And I purposely did not say, what's your favorite black love story in film? Because I just wanted to get a general consensus from uh, the audience. And I know uh, the people who follow me are diverse, all, all races, religions, all that stuff. And so I wanted to hear what, um, what the people thought, or what quickly comes to mind when they think of love stories in film. I mentioned too that some of my favorites, what some of my favorites are. And so anyway, what I found was that a lot of favorites that people immediately thought of when they thought of love stories in film were um, films with Caucasian leads predominantly. Now, I'm not bashing um, those films because actually some of my favorites are have white leads, but then it made me think, why aren't there more um, great love stories by African-Americans, you know, big leads by African-Americans. And so like my sisters and and some of my um, associates, we started, um, you know, jotting down some films. After, after I took that poll online and I asked a few people, we were surprised to see that most of the films that we named were not films with black leads. And so I was baffled, I was like, wait a minute, we're not being accurately represented. And I also noticed, or we also noticed that those films who did have uh, black leads tended to be uh, rather um, stereotype films, stereotypical films that sometimes presented black people in a negative light, or they involved a lot of um, drama and stuff like that. For example, um, I don't want to just start naming films, but let me just say it like this. Uh, black people tend to be portrayed as um, living in the projects or low-class neighborhoods or um, the man's always cheating on the woman. Um, women in 
love triangles and um, women with bad attitudes or bossy women or just, you know, depicting uh, us negatively, you know, women with, you know, baby mama drama and uh, what else? It, it centers on drugs and violence and, 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 and poverty and, you know, all kinds of negative um, uh, viewpoints and negative um, portrayals of black people. And not only that, um, it either involves the negative portrayals or, or even the relationships tend to be rocky and always involving some kind of cheating or the woman had to go through a lot of uh, bad apples to get to a good apple. And I know that's life, that happens, but I was like, Dag, I would like to see for once where there are some big sweeping romances, black romances, that really light up the big screen and <clears throat> help to change the narrative. You know, a lot of love, a lot of um, just just men being gentlemen, women being ladies, um, men treating women with respect. So right in the middle of me uh, thinking that and right in the middle of me um, discussing this with, you know, a few people, um, this movie was recommended to me and it's actually one of the movies that was in the lineup when I was asking people what were their favorite films surprisingly only a handful of them named some black films and I was amazed like I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna be honest one of my favorite uh, love stories in film is The Notebook and I know that has a Caucasian lead um, but nevertheless that's one of my favorite films there's a lot of others but now there's a film that actually reminds me of The Notebook and it's equally and I mean that equally as powerful, equally as moving as that film was to me. I know there's an occasional uh, bit of drama in there that you can't avoid because relationships tend to bring a little bit of drama into the mix. But most of most of all, um, the story was just focused on love, the, the blossoming of, of a love relationship. The name of the film is Sylvie's Love. When this film was... Um, recommended to me to watch. I hadn't watched it before. I hadn't even heard of it before. It was on Amazon Amazon Prime at the time. And I said, okay, all of the films that those people named, the ones that I had never seen, I said, okay, I'm going to go watch those. And then I'll, you know, maybe I'll see things a little differently. So particularly because this one has a black lead, I said, oh, I really want to see this one because I've never seen it or heard of it before. And I wanted to give it a try. Now, since that time, <clears throat> I have actually seen um, maybe two or three films um, that were black love stories that kind of changed the narrative a little bit, um, in my opinion. And I think I might have mentioned one or two of them um, in past podcast episodes. But one of them, I will say again, um, was that film by Tyler Perry called A Jazz Man's Blues. I think that was one of them. I mean, I know this, the subject matter was might be a little bit much for some people, but the primary storyline was a black love story. So if you look past all the other stuff, that's the core of the story was um, black love at its purest. And I actually love period films that go way back because it's like um, older, back in the day, it was simpler times. Um, people lived differently. 
um, the way we interacted with, with one another was different, I think. So to see a period film like that by Tyler Perry, it was refreshing to see. Now, there was some some racism elements in there that will ruffle your feathers if you're black or even if you're not just seeing what happened in that story um, will get under anybody's skin but again the underlying message of the story was black love and how love is stronger than anything and how love um, real love transcends race it transcends um, racism transcends trauma transcends backgrounds and statuses and the status quo all of that so it was just beautiful to see if you haven't seen that already check it out i will warn you though i believe it's rated is it rated r if it's not rated r i believe it's pg-13 and there are some some subject matter that's a little mature for younger viewers just to let you know heads up i did say too that i might do a um a movie review on that as well down the line but right now back to Sylvie's love so let me read you the synopsis of the movie um, Sylvie's love it says okay when a young woman meets an aspiring saxophonist in her father's record shop in 1950s Harlem their love ignites a sweeping romance that transcends changing times. Um, changing times, geography, and professional success. When I watched the film, I was instantly hooked. I was instantly drawn in. The romance was beautiful. Now I can truly say, I can honestly say, that this film is equal to The Notebook as one of my favorites, it became an instant classic, as, as I like to call it, like I said before in one of my podcasts, how my family and I refer to films that are instant hits with us. If we watch a film and we instantly are like, we instantly love it, you know, hands down, it becomes a favorite right away. Um, and especially if it's a film with, um, that has a timeless quality to it, then it becomes an instant classic for us. And so this is one of those. If you haven't seen it already, I advise you to check it out. It's on, um, it's still on Amazon Prime, actually. You can watch it. I believe it's uh, just under two hours long. Beautiful film. Um, the romance, the backstory, the conversation, the views, the a little bit of drama that was in there, the the music, the the dance, the elegance the class the scenery the everything i love this whole movie from beginning to end and I, I found out that the director he's not very well known or at least not to me at least not um on a grand scale and so i had even seen a recent interview that he and some of the cast members did where they were discussing this film and uh the young man who played the lead role <clears throat> Uh, he's also in another film that I've watched recently called Crown Heights and he was he did a phenomenal job in that film as well but anyway he was the lead character in um, Sylvie's love the love interest of Sylvie and without giving the story away the whole thing away uh, 
<laughs> this young man and this young woman um, had a chance encounter one day. He meets her in the record store, in her father's record store, and her music store, and develop an instant um, attraction. He instantly is attracted to her. Uh, little does he know she's already engaged to some other man um, who she doesn't really like. It's really a, a, a mate that her family was trying to hook her up with. And she, I mean, she liked him, but she was not in love with this other man. And she was really looking for more. She was looking for something else, but her family and her, her, her other influences were trying to make this a match. And so it made me think of how important it is for us to you know, do what's best for us to follow, quote unquote, follow your heart. Now, I don't like to say that because um, I've always been taught that the heart can mislead us and the heart is not a, a good judge of, of paths and destinies and things of that nature, but the heart draws you to certain things. So you at least need to listen to it. I don't know about totally following it. You should follow your heart as well as your senses, your mind. So don't let your heart be the only guide. Your heart does help you, I believe, um, in discovering and knowing what's right for you and what feels right for you. Um, because I believe energy is important. I believe um, the sensations we get, the instincts we get, the, the things that draw us, the passions, the things that, that hook us, those things are important and those are clues to our destiny and those are clues to um, who we are and how we um, fit in the world. So anyway, this young lady was being groomed by her parents, particularly her mom, was grooming her for this other man. He was wealthy, he, um, <clears throat> he was handsome, he was a good looking guy, he came from a good stock, a great family, a wealthy family and, you know, esteemed family and all of this, but the other guy who came in that she met in the record store, he was not. He was just your average ordinary guy, still handsome, nice looking, friendly, um, a gentleman, you know, carried himself well, you know, respect for women, all of that stuff. But um, nevertheless, he wasn't the type of guy that her mom would approve of because he didn't have the same status and the, the same privilege and the you know this grandiose quality about him that made him stand out where he was this prestigious person in society but he was someone who was up and coming he was on the rise he was building um his place in the world he was developing who he was he was on the journey to becoming who he was supposed to be so he was involved in in um, music and you know he he loved what he did he he was hard working he he um was going after his his dreams and aspirations but he just hadn't quite made it yet you know it was hopeful that he was going to do well and he felt good about where he was headed um the young lady on the other hand was interested not only in music but more so in television and um she wanted so much to be in um, the world of television, somewhere in that world, whether it was on television or working behind the scenes, it didn't matter. She just wanted to do something working in that arena.
I can't help but when I'm watching a film to kind of see how it relates to me. And so whether I'm reading a book or I'm reading, I'm sorry, or I'm watching something on television or I'm listening, uh, I mean, or I'm looking at something um, in art or whatever it is, um, or some music or something, I'm always trying to see what, you know, see how I can relate to it or how it relates to me. And I think that's how um, music, films, and art and those types of things become um, so impactful if they can reach a lot of people. So if you can put something that's very relatable in your films, very relatable in your music, very relatable in your art, people are drawn to it. And those are the things that we remember. And those are the things that do the best. So it's good to have people in mind when you are creating any forms of art. That's very important. It can't just be all about you, be my four no more. You know, it's gotta be about, of course, come from your heart and come from your passion, come from that deep place on the inside of you, but you also have to be just mindful of who is my audience and who am I sending this out to? So this young lady, she was in, had an interest in the, in, in, in television. Of course, her mom wanted her to do something else. And, and your parents and your, your people around you always have this ideal and what they would like for you to do. And no, you need to keep your head in the books and you need to go that route and you need to do this at the third. But you know what your, what drives you. You know, on the core, deep down in the core of you, what draws you, what is getting your attention, what is driving you. There's something driving you. I don't care how much people say, you know, how much people are in your ear, how many uh, people try to influence you. Now, it's good to get other um, advice from other people. Sometimes you're unsure of what direction to take, but you need to listen to that still small voice, the spirit of God inside of you that tells you certain things. So if there's something that's um, tugging on you on the inside, it's tugging on you and it won't let you go. It's like, why am I keep, why do I keep being drawn back to this? Like, you know, you tried a lot of different things, but something stands out. There's something that keeps drawing you, no matter um, what other things you try. Like, for example, say if I was to go try, um, I want to try um, running a farm. And say I've never done that a day in my life, but I just want to try, you know, try it out and see what it's like being a farmer. I want to go out here and play with all the animals and I want to you know you know because I like animals and so I think I might be good at, at, at running a farm because I just enjoy animals you know say if that's where you are and so you go out there and you just you know give it all you got and you're like you know I really enjoy this because somebody else suggested that you do it you know I think because you like animals you'll be good at that or somebody said oh because you like animals you'd be a good veterinarian and so you go to school and you start learning how to become a, a, a animal doctor and you're like wait a minute something else is drawing me though you know I am good at that but I like this over here and something keeps drawing me to um, music wait a minute I know I, I'm good at um, you know I have a knack for, for, for dealing with animals but something keeps drawing me back to music and wait a minute I have a gift in art but wait a minute something keeps drawing me back to television you know whatever it is that keeps tugging on you something won't let you go something won't let you go on the inside i don't mean strongholds and and craziness and fears and phobias i mean something on the on the inside of you that's just strong and it's just you know it you don't you never tire of it 
you try to get over it you try to move on to something else but something just keeps saying wait a minute this is my passion though this is my love this is my greatest love and so you stay there long story short I'm, I'm always getting way off course this is I didn't mean to go in this direction what I'm talking about I wanted to give you an idea of what the film was about bottom line because I don't want to give the whole story away bottom line in this film Sylvie's love these two people meet um, and a unexpected romance develops and they find themselves falling in love even though this girl is, was engaged to this other guy and her parents approved more of this other guy they fought they're finding themselves falling in love their careers are taking them in, in different directions though um, they end up in different parts of the world um, different careers and different ideals and they're trying to wade through all of this and it's a ch very charming story um, if I was uh, Roger and Ebert I would definitely give this two thumbs up if I had a scale from 1 to 10 I would give it a definite 10 um, it's definitely something worth uh, taking the time to watch um, under two hours so you can definitely get to it and it's also a pretty pretty uh, family friendly it's PG-13 I believe it has a few love scenes in there but it's nothing like really um, over the top or nothing um, they kept it pretty clean the language was pretty clean so it's something that the whole family for the most part can watch um, if you are a fan of love stories like I am if you are a true believer in love, in true love at that, um, this is definitely the film for you. And I love that, again, it's, this was a black, mostly black cast. But you know what else I found interesting was that um, some of the people that I asked, and I, I don't want to name people because I don't want to put them out there like that, but one of the guys that I asked, why did he name some films that you would never even think of as a love story and I found that interesting I was like well maybe guys see love stories a little differently from us because you, women think about chick flicks and something that's obviously centered on love the films that this guy in question mentioned were um, films that seemed like they had a totally different premise but underlying after I after I thought about it, I said you know what that actually does uh, meet the criteria of a love story I was just amazed at some of the stories that I was given by men particularly I found that when you want to find some very really nice black romance films they tend to be period films from way back or um, even if they're not from way back the setting of the film is from way back and that goes to show you that a lot of our moral morals and um, belief systems and standards have changed we're in the 21st century and the things that people used to value back then are not held to the same esteem as they are now like I love a gentleman like I love a man to you know hold open the door for me I love him to to um, walk on the outside of the street if we walk down the street together. I love him to, you know, um, address me. Um, just very respectful, uh, lots of manners, all that good stuff, wine and dye me. You know, I love 
charming guys and just the, the overall gentleman uh like behavior and so uh those types of things not it's not totally lost chivalry is not totally dead but it's not as important to a lot of people as they as they used to be the older the older gentlemen tend to still behave that way because this is ingrained in them you know they're from the old school so they tend to function like that so when you see a young cat out here who's treating women with highly um highly uh respectful and they are carrying themselves like a total gentleman you know they don't call women out their names even if they get upset they're respectful they show love to not just their girl that they're dating or they're married to but their mothers their sisters their family women in general women on the street they ain't cat calling they ain't you know yelling out the side of their car if a woman walks by whistling and, and carrying on not saying that's not flattering when men do that but women like to be treated with respect and so the period those films that showcase men and women in that light especially if they're uh, black films are the ones particularly that I love Before I saw Sylvie's Love, the pickings were very, very light. I was like, wow. You know, we the, the group that I was referring to that had done our little research and had looked up some films, a lot of them were those stereotypical films. Uh, the stereotypes that I mentioned that I don't really like for black people. These films tend to be romantic comedies. They tend to have a lot of silly stuff in it, which is it's, it's nice to laugh, but... I don't like movies that it's just all, it's just kind of ratchet and it's not very um, classy. There's a time and place for those kind of films when you just want to laugh and crack up and act silly. That's fine. But I mean, when I'm looking for those those sweeping romances um, of old, the kind that the back in the day, the kind like The Notebook, the kind like um, The Sound of Music, which is one of my all-time favorites. Um, that's another, that's like a all-white cast, I believe. And full of music and love and beauty and nature and all that and I love that all of those things I absolutely love so of course that made it one of my favorites but um, movies like that where there's a black lead all-star black cast and it still draws you in you know of course there's going to be challenges because you have to add some kind of challenge to make it keep it interesting and and all that kind of thing I get that but it would just be nice to see more movies like that again Sylvie's Loves one for the books I'm going to name at least one more, Love and Basketball. I'm sure many of you have probably already seen that. If you have not, it's definitely an excellent film to see. These two young, this very young couple, um, as they are um, maturing, leaving high school, going to college, uh, you know, pursuing their, their careers, their education, and they both end up in best. They both um, are involved in basketball. They are both great players. And there's a love story surrounding this and it's just it's just um be beautiful to watch issues uh came up along the way that kind of challenged the relationship young love is powerful and that, in, that a lot of times ends up being your first your first love your first heartbreak whatever that's what happened with them they came back together later um and uh tried to work things out I don't want to tell you everything that happens happened but that's what what the movie centered around the basketball aspect was fun as well um, and that was starring Omar Epps and Sanaa Lathan both of them are two of my favorite actors and actresses as well so that probably 
makes me a little biased but nevertheless they did a great job the film was great uh, it's it's a classic it's something that I will watch um, many years to come I haven't seen it in a while but it's definitely the type of film that I could watch over and over again I instantly loved it when I when I um, watched it like I love the music I love the the dialogue you know I love the chemistry between the two they had a very much very good chemistry on film and that's not always easy to capture but but Omar and Sanaa really hit it off well it was funny seeing her in that tomboy character as a as a basketball player um because you when you see her in other films she's very feminine very elegant um you know a girl next door type girl and a lot of guys swoon over her you know, in, in real life and on film, the other types of films that she's in. Do you know that the art that's, that's represented in the world um, colors the minds and the hearts and the perception of how people um, think of a, of a race and a culture based on the great art works that are out there, whether it's art, like actual paintings and drawings and things like that that get into that, that are depicted into galleries, national galleries of art. Whether it's that, whether it's film, which is very important, that's one of the most popular mediums out there. Millions and millions of people around the world watch. Whether it's music, um, you know, all those art forms, you guys. So it's very important what kind of art that we create, what kind of art that we put out into the world. So if you have the ability to create art that depicts black people in a positive manner, that's going to uplift, that's going to encourage, that's going to make you feel proud to be black, you know, it don't, and I'm talking about love stories today, black love and cinema, but it don't even have to be love stories. I'm just highlighting love stories. But check this out. There are a lot of films that depict um, black people that are doing great things and making great impacts in the world. You know, people from back in the day in black history, people present day that are making an impact in the world. All those types of films like that, that depict black people as powerful. Like when I think about Rosa Parks, she made a stand on that bus that changed the course of history, that started, kicked off the civil rights movement, but she didn't do it in a loud fashion. See, she simply exercised her rights and she was defiant in the face of this monster Jim Crow and racism in, in the in the in, in, in our nation during that time, you guys. And so she she's known for her quiet strength. So I applaud people like that. You know, other films who just show black people what they're capable of. You know, just all kinds of uplifting motivational stories. People that had a handicap and somehow defied the odds. Think about all the black athletes, Simone Biles and, um, you know, the, the, the Williams sisters, all kinds of athletes and great legendary people in black society who we can be proud of. Um, great actresses and actors out there who are making waves. A great um, legendary black artists, musical artists in all types of genres. Looking forward to more films like that. Some bomb black films depicting love. It don't have to be street, it don't have to be hood, it don't have to be ghetto fabulous, it don't have to be ratchet. It can have some comedy, it can have some 
some reality stuff like what it's really like in a, in a typical black home that's fine but just keep it classy something that we can be proud of for years and years to come and that our future generations can look back and say wow that was a great piece of art that somebody created somebody took the time out to to, to write and to depict on the big screen if y'all see some out there that i have not seen and i'm probably going to list some in my um when i post this wherever i post this podcast at um if i find some more in the list that i have not shared here today um i'm definitely going to share them but if you all have any films that i have not noted black love in cinema classy elegant beautiful funny memorable and an instant classic the kind of film that most people will look at and love right away let your girl know because those are the kind of films I want to promote, I want to project, I want to put out there, I want to encourage. Um, <clears throat> that's the kind of art that we need to see more of in the world, seeing black people in a positive light. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, please hit me up at Melanie D, the author at yahoo.com. That's Melanie D, the letter D the author at yahoo.com or on my website at www.melaniedtheauthor.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful and blessed day.